Come enjoy the best brews in Tampa Bay at Dunedin Brewery. Known as Florida's oldest microbrewery, they are always working to create a unique variety of craft beers for every taste. In addition, Dunedin Brewery features a full menu, including everything from their famous wings, burgers, salads, flatbreads, and more. Don't forget about their live music, including the Wednesday Night Players Jam. That's Dunedin Brewery, 937 Douglas Avenue in downtown Dunedin. Visit them online at dunedinbrewery.com. You may be owed some money. After 911 and 411, call 541. That's 727-541-1741. Call Gulfstream Motorsports for a diminished value report. Due to my 28 years experience in the auto salvage business, I'm very good with wrecks. So if your car has been involved in a wreck, call me for a diminished value report. Call 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for the lost value of your repaired vehicle. And visit us at GulfstreamMotorsports.com. can't take that tape from you. If it's unsolicited, I can't touch it. It's not easy to break into the music business, but these three guys... What's your secret code? I can't tell you my code. ...just found a way. You guys are a unsigned band, and you broke into the radio station to get your demo played on the air? I just feel a little goofy with a water pistol. They don't know it's a water pistol. They think it's real. Whoops! Look, all I want to do is be heard, and then we're out of here. Okay, who are you guys? My name's Pip. The band. The band name. Sorry about that. Oh, man, look at the demo's wasted. What are we going to do now? Run! Hello, police. I'm surrounded. I don't want to go to jail. I'm fragile. Everybody on the floor right now. Do you mind if I sit in a chair? I, I don't want to get all crudded. Uh, I get a... Uh, if he doesn't sit on the floor, I don't know why I have to. Sit down! Everybody else gets to sit in a chair except for you. Is everybody okay in there? He wants to know what your demands are for releasing the hostages. What's he mean by hostages? It's the inbreed. We asked for a whole bunch of weird stuff. This way we can plead insanity later. Number 13. Naked pictures of B. Arthur. Excuse me? I think you're exceeding the maximum weight limit for that belt. (laughs) (laughs) Yo! Everybody having a good time tonight! about swimming pools he doesn't wear a helmet does he <laughs> you guys are crazy man y'all are all it's a plastic gun a plastic gun <laughs> now what are you gonna do about that junk style <laughs> improvised the lone rangers what's wrong with that well there's three of you you're not exactly lone no idea what you're saying right now Airheads. I cut a deal with them. We got to send one person out. I'll go. One of the hostages, doof. Sorry. The music made them do it. And now... Hey, Rocky, watch me pull a rabbit out of my hat. Again? Nothing up my sleeve. Presto! <laughs> no doubt about it. I got to get another hat. Now here's something we hope you'll really like. Hey, this is Ted Nugent celebrating the American dream on Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Okay, listeners, you are tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. This is your show, your uh, substitute show host, Bobby, and Happy New Year to everybody. Don't forget to run to your computers and Google TanTalk1340.com where you can see us live. 
I've heard that for 10 years, so I've gotten it down pretty good. Whoa, look at that. We're last show of the decade, and we are we just slid them in here. We have a guest appearance. It's your show host, Robert. <laughs> look at that. Okay, great. Our guest did come through today. All right, so uh, Actually, how long have you been in the car business? <laughs> well, let's see. Let's talk. Let's do the downtown Dave deal. We're going to have some fun. I want to wish everybody a happy new year. Tommy, are you sitting over there? Yeah, it looks like you. It's me. Happy it's New Year, Tommy. It. Happy New Year to everybody out there. Happy New Year to, uh, I don't know. How about Lola? We didn't wish happy her a Merry, Christmas, Merry Christmas on the Lola. air, but happy we did New wish her a Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to Ed. He's in the back room there. How about the dogs? Bogart. Oh, yeah, yeah. What's the other dog? Bogey and Zelda. Happy New Year. Yeah. New Year. It's been uh, it's been a it's been a pretty good year, and yeah. uh, it's going to be a better one next year. Twenty twenty, mm-hmm. you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. That's what they say. Yep, and we have twenty twenty vision. We have twenty twenty vision, and just... we got ten years under our belt as of when the ball drops tonight. Well, we're going to yeah. start our tenth year. Is what yeah, I we're starting say. our tenth. Well, no, no, we're in the middle of our tenth year. This is like ten and a yeah. half, you know. Yes. So, uh, and we're going to do a special show on our tenth uh, anniversary, which would be yes. sometime in the middle of May. And we're not going to reveal what the theme no, of it is yet. No, we're not going to reveal the funny. theme. We, it's we be... just came up with a pretty funny one this afternoon of what we're going to do, and you're gonna, yeah. you're all going to love it. Yep, you're going to love it. So, uh, well, you know, in case you just tuned in for the first time, this is a radio show about uh, cars. Yes. Nostalgic yes. radio and cars, and uh, occasionally we talk about music, and we talk about musical instruments, and once in a while we talk about boats, and sometimes we talk about uh, airplanes. We don't know much about airplanes, but uh, we have yet sometimes to get somebody we on. We need, we need to get a rocket scientist on the show here, a real bona fide rocket scientist, yep. an airline pilot. I mean, we've had people that fly airplanes on our show, <laughs> but we've had some amazing guests on our show. You know, come to think of it, it, we were actually thinking about having a guest tonight. We actually had contacted some people, and then at the last minute we said, you know what, I think we should just do this show ourselves and just have some fun with it because it's the last live radio show of the decade here on oh, the Tantalk radio yeah Network. it is and you never know it might be one of the last live radio shows in the nation in the nation live because you never know somebody else we might just uh, you know throw in a tape on there or reel to reel yeah yeah I guess yeah we're a little farther than that in 2020 now uh tommy i tried you know what i when i was, I was just in the production room and i was trying to get some trying to cut a, a last minute uh little skit for us so what i'm gonna have to do when we have the song i'm gonna try to whip over there real quick <laughs> and try to finish it uh see how fast i'm getting at this editing thing but anyway wow. uh, i'm gonna get real comfortable here and yeah. uh what are we gonna talk about well let's we're, we're gonna talk about good stuff um <laughs> we're talk about fun some fun radio stuff and um Obviously, cars. Now, what's going on? Let's, you want to do the Florida Car Show Minute? Let's yeah. do the Florida Car Show Minute. So, uh, FLACarshows.com, FLACarshows.com is the place to go. Whether you're in the southern part of the state, the northern part of the state, some people say they reverse as you go farther south and farther north, but, you know, either way, you can find all the car shows, all the cruisings, all the cars and coffees, all the automotive festivals. And anything else, as I say in the commercial, regarding an internal combustion engine at flacarshows.com. That's, That's the right. Place to go. In, internal combustion engines. And of course, the politically correct people now use the term ICE. It took me a while to figure that one out. I saw yeah, people kept I kept seeing this in publications. Ice, ice well, motors. It's internal combustion engine. Yeah, but I mean, you know, nobody really used that back in the day. Oh, it's just because yeah, we yeah. have, you know, E V for electric ah, vehicles yes, and ice. ice for internal ah. combustion engines and so on. And naturally we are pro internal combustion engines. And that includes diesels. And uh, the jury's still out on electric cars, but we're gonna get into that next year because next year we're gonna do quite a bit of A lot uh, of fuel talking. Yeah, we're going to be talking a lot about cars next year, um, more so than we did this year. 
if that's possible. Phew. But um, anyway, so uh, what's going on here uh, locally here in our own backyard? Well, starting Thursday, January 2nd, mm-hmm. Meekums collector car auction. In fact, mm-hmm. uh, a friend of mine was talking to me the other day on the phone, texted me back and forth on the phone, and he was saying that um, he was watching the Kansas City auction. I guess Meekums got an auction going on there. Uh, might have been a rerun. I'm not quite sure. I don't check the schedules all the time, but I know that the Kissimmee show starts on Thursday. They're actually doing something different this year. They're actually doing a guitar, um, finally, a guitar auction. Now, that's kind of cool. And uh, speaking of guitars, our good friends, uh, Morty, will be doing the uh, International Orlando. The uh, Yes, the Orlando International Guitar and Music Expo. Music Expo, and that'll be at the... Uh, Central that Florida ex- Fairgrounds on East uh, West Colonial Drive in, uh, in uh, Orlando. Yeah, right, right off Colonial. And uh, down from the Ford store, just in case. I'll use that as a reference point. And, uh, yep, 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 yep. Oh, yeah, that reminds me. This weekend is the uh, Tampa Bay Musician Swap Meet. Mm-hmm. And uh, where's that exactly? Uh, the uh, Big Top... Uh, fairgrounds or flea market over there at uh, on um, Brisbane Downs area. Bruce, there? Yes, yes. Yeah, uh, okay. near USF area. Yeah, we'll be at that for sure. And then uh, Sumter County Swap Meet. But anyway, so Meekum starts January second, and uh, on January tenth, that's next Friday, they're running some pretty serious cars. Uh, most notably, the Bullet car. And of course, we had Sean Kiernan on our show, who's the owner of that car. And uh, so we're going to watch wa- go over there and. Uh, and uh, watch all the excitement when the Bullet Mustang gets sold. And it should be sometime in the evening, primetime TV. But there's a number of Shelbys going through. There's a Cobra. There's Boss Rio 2s. There's Hemi Cudas. Uh, there's a Ford GT going through there. So got some pretty amazing stuff. If you get a chance, Google Meekum Auctions. Meekum. Meekum. Meekum.com. That's it. Yeah. I don't know. I always, I'm so used to saying Meekum Auto Auctions. But anyway, it's Meekum.com. Um, pretty amazing stuff over there. So we'll be over there. I may be over there this weekend just to kind of browse around, and then I'm going to be over there next Friday for sure. And I want to watch all the excitement. So there's some pretty cool cars. And there's 4,000 cars going through there. Okay. And something like, uh, I think, 500 guitars. I'm not sure. But John Kramer is the, um, the kind of like the voice of Meekum, and he's been on our show a number of years or a number of times over the years. And he happens to be a musician. And I think the name of his group is Redline 7000 or something like that. I think mm-hmm. that's the name of it. That and he right plays a, a vintage Fender Jaguar or a Jazz Master. I think it's a Jaguar. And um, and I'm in old Fender guitars myself. You know, I like Strats, and I got a Fender Mustang, naturally. And uh, so they're off. In fact, I think there's one Mustang, Fender Mustang going. There's a Fender Mustang six-string and a Fender Mustang bass, a number of Strats, some Gibson Les Pauls. I think there's an SG over there. So some really cool stuff. I think there's a Rickenbacker in the, in the mix. Um, it'd be kind of cool to see an old Vox, you know, 60s stuff. And uh, which Vox guitars uh, was kind of made popular by Brian Jones of... Uh, of uh, the Stones, because that's what he played. But Vox in itself, their amplifiers were big because that's what the Beatles used. In fact, that was a deal that uh, Brian Epstein cut with them. And when they went on tour, when they started, you know, when they made it big, um, they made Vox big. So Vox are very collectible amplifiers. And obviously the guitars, too. They had some pretty cool stuff. In fact, George Barris actually did a guitar car that looked like a Vox guitar um, life-size for Vox when they were um, doing some big PR promotions over here in the United States. And I think it was tied in with Capitol Records and a couple other um, music uh, or, or record labels at the time. So that's kind of cool. And uh, interesting, we were talking earlier today with uh, some of our other um, friends of ours, 
you know, it's New Year's, so everybody's getting together and everybody's talking, everybody's calling, everybody's wishing everybody Happy New Year's. And again, Happy New Year's to everybody. But uh, we were talking about some of the guests that have been on the show. We've had some pretty amazing guests. And when we reflect back, I mean, probably mm-hmm. one of my favorites, obviously, was Carol Shelby. But, you know, Jay Leno's on our show. Um, you know, Wayne Carini's on our show. A lot of TV show guys. Dave Kendigat's been on our show. Um, legends like Roger Penske, Dan Gurney, Mario Andretti, Bobby Rahal. Some of them are still with us. Some of them aren't. But, you know, it's pretty cool. I mean, when you think about this, we're going into our 10th year, and we've had some of these amazing people on. And, mm-hmm. and the whole premise of the show was really nostalgic radio and cars. And I kind of wanted to keep it old school. And basically, you know, when, when you listen to radio, and this is one thing I tell my guests all the time, when you talk, I, I want you to kind of tell a story because – in the old days, people didn't have TVs, you know, in the 20s, 30s, and 40s. And um, so they sat, but they gathered by the radio. And, they, and, and the people that were standing there were, were on the mics, and they were telling stories. And there was someone in the background doing sound effects. And you could almost get a visual of what was going on. And that's kind of what I want my, my, my special guests to talk about is, and to elaborate on and put emotion and put it feel and personify the whole thing and kind of like – Make it, you know, give it some sort of a, like it's a character, and you can actually visualize what's going on and what we're talking about. You know, whether we're talking about internal combustion engines, whether we're talking about cars, whether we're talking about travel, whether we're talking about music, whether we're talking about, you know, it's kind of like if you can take the, the process and you can kind of visualize it. Um, you know, I think that's kind of the cool thing about radio, you know, and, and, and music. One of the reasons we play a lot of the vintage music is nostalgic radio. Uh, is because the music is like a it's it's like a car in a way. A car is is a time machine. You get in your vintage car and you drive it around, and it's kind of like, wow, this is 1965, or this is 1972, or this is 1969, or 1957, or 1932, whatever year your car is. And you can just kind of like, if you sit there for a second, and you look at the car, and you just get a feel of it. You become one with the car. You look around, you see the dash, you see the knobs, you see the handles, you see the fabric, you see the style of the car, and then particularly like a 30s car versus how they evolved into the 40s, into the 50s, into the 60s, into the 70s, and into the, well, much past the 70s, those aren't cars anymore. I'm not sure what they are. And I have no idea where they're going in the near future, and it scares the living daylights out of me, especially when you talk to someone like uh, Bob Lutz, who's just like, oh, you know, uh, I, 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 I'm not sure if I'm ready for the Jetson thing yet, but uh, they tell me it's coming. So I'm encouraging everybody to go to Meekum's auction next week and, and buy as many <laughs> muscle cars as you can. Let's enjoy cars while we can, while they're still here. And um, Well, in the end, what cool stuff's going to be there at Meekum? Well, uh, I'll get into that in a minute. But anyway, okay, cool. so the other thing I wanted to talk about was is like with, the, with music. Music's yeah. a time machine as yeah. well. Yeah. When you hear a song, I'm sure everybody can relate to this. Every time you hear a song, whether it's you know something out of the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, whatever, whatever time period you kind of started really paying attention to music there's always a song that'll take you back to a time and place a car will do that you know some place you went if you drive down the road you know a lot of times it's a, it's a reference point you know and and that's the beauty of it and that's what we try to do here on the show sometimes is is you know we talk about things but when we play our music we're hoping that the music kind of relates to a lot of people and most of it is 60s 70s and if you also tune into our show on a regular basis you'll know that i generally try to tailor the shows around the guests so if a guest likes a certain type of music whether it's classical music whether it's uh punk music whether it's rock and roll whether it's uh well, we don't go to rap. We don't do that. But we... Uh, we've gotten close. We've gotten close, yeah. Um, that is not what we program here. <laughs> ah, yes. Very good. Yay. <laughs> 
Um, but at any rate, that's the truth. <laughs> that's the truth. But we still have fun. But anyway, all yeah. right. So we got Meekum coming up uh, next week, and then of course the week after that, Scottsdale Collector Car Week. Now Scottsdale Collector Car Week, you've got not one, two, three, four, five, but six or seven auctions going on, including the new one, Lake, um, which is uh, having their inaugural show there in uh, in Scottsdale. We had my friend on Gary Bennett not too long ago. We talked about it. But I'm going to have Drew Alcazar on from Russo and Steel, and I'll probably have maybe somebody on from Gooding or something like that because these auctions are all coming up in the next couple of weeks, and we got to talk about that. Um, the whole industry is – well, let's put it this way. If you've never been to an auction and you want to go to an auction, the auction of auctions by far, again, the greatest show on earth, is probably Barrett-Jackson. Only because of the way the show is – it's like a big, giant circus – and if you've ever watched them on TV, that's really, really, really what it looks like. No other auction compares to it. Now, I will say from the standpoint that if you're looking to buy a car and you want to have a good experience and see a lot of cool cars and meet a lot of people, Meekum does a great job. He really does. He's got some great cars there. He's got a great volume of cars, great selection of cars. And uh, there's no question about that. But I'm talking from an entertainment standpoint. Nothing compares to Barrett. Barrett's still number one. And none of the auctions. I don't care if it's Gooding. I don't care if it's RM. I don't care if it's Leak. I don't care if it's Meekum. I don't care if it's all the auctions. They all do a great job. Mm-hmm. But from from a wow factor, nothing beats Barrett-Jackson, Scottsdale. Now, there's other events, like the one he has in Miami, and I've never been to the one up in New England and Las Vegas. They're small but they're decent, you know. And again, so but 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 Scottsdale, it's kind of where it originated. And actually, all the other auctions and everything else that's evolved around Barrett Jackson, Scottsdale Collector Car Week, all the open houses, all the the seminars that are going on, and all the peripheral automotive events. Like for example, they have the Pavilion, which is a giant um, uh, shopping center in uh, Scottsdale off Indian Bend Road. Easily 2,000 cars show up at that event, and it's a nonstop thing. I mean, people drop the cars off the day before just to get a parking spot, and the next day they cycle through on, off, on, off, in, out. It's just amazing some of the cars there. And you see some of the cars that are running around on the streets, and you go, wow. Not to mention there's a lot of cars there for sale, too. So uh, first thing I do, man, is I hit Craigslist. I hit, uh, well, if there was an auto trader, I did in the day, but let's say Craigslist or any of the little rag publications, and I'm always looking for cars. But there's tons and tons of cars there for sale. So if that's where you really, if you're really looking to do, why not total experience? You've got to do Scottsdale, but if you can't get to Scottsdale, you got to go to Meekum. Now, some of the highlight cars there: Hemi Cudas, uh, Boss 429s, gobs and gobs of Shelbys, gobs and gobs of Mustangs, gobs and gobs of Camaros and Chevelles and Firebirds. And all. in fact, there's a couple of really cool cars going through there. But um, anyway. <laughs> Enough of that. I think what you need to do is uh, the best way to solve that is everybody just needs to pile up in a bus. We all need to just go over to uh, Kissimmee Heritage, over there to Heritage uh, Park. Park and uh, have a big uh, have a big party and look for cars. Everybody bring their checkbook. On that note, I think we're going to fire up a song. And what do I have on there? Do I have uh, Molly Hatchet on there first? Is that what I got? I always Why, like this yes, song. Yes, we do. You know, um, follow Bob, the peacemakers. Yeah, follow the peacemakers. I, you know, Bobby and I had a pleasure of hanging out with Phil and and Dave and the uh, original founder of uh, Molly Hatchet and Bobby Ingram and those guys. Really, really super nice guys. Florida band. And uh, happy new year to those guys, too. So here's a little uh, Molly Hatchet. You're tuning in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Don't touch that dial. We will be right back, including me.
Brews in Tampa Bay at Dunedin Brewery. Known as Florida's oldest microbrewery, they are always working to create a unique variety of craft beers for every taste. In addition, Dunedin Brewery features a full menu, including everything from their famous wings, burgers, salads, flatbreads, and more. Don't forget about their live music, including the Wednesday Night Players Jam. That's Dunedin Brewery, 937 Douglas Avenue in downtown Dunedin. Visit them online at dunedinbrewery.com. Looking for car shows? Then look no further than FLACarshows.com. On your computer or on your mobile device, FLACarshows.com is a comprehensive list of automotive events plus videos and news articles. Whether you're looking for car shows, cruise-ins, meetups, automotive festivals, cars and coffees, or anything else relating to an internal combustion engine, then this is a site for you. Check it out online or on your phone at FLACarshows.com. Well, here we are again. Uh, I am your substitute show host, Bobby. Sometimes I can be on either side of the glass, but uh, today I'm on this side. Um, yes, this is Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Happy New Year to you all. Don't forget, we have our new, fairly new website, NostalgicRadioandCars.com. That's NostalgicRadioandCars.com. And that's in addition to GolfStreamMotorsports.com, which is the, uh, the website that everybody should be familiar with. 
That is the uh, the place to find out all about the company Golfstream Motorsports. But um, and also that's where you can sign up for our mailing list. Our mailing list is really great. We're gonna we're we're toying around with the idea of starting a a newsletter type type thing with uh, all automotive um, features and things like that and stuff regarding relating to the show. But uh, nostalgicradioandcars.com is really cool. Um, you can that it's actually a one stop shop to be able to do contact us, listen to the show via audio on the TuneIn Radio app. Uh, get to our Facebook Live. It's a way to get to uh, their YouTube Live that's uh, provided here by the Tantalk Radio Network. So, you know, and here on our, uh, just about to, in our 10th year, and we do have a website, nostalgicradioandcars.com and golfstreammotorsports.com. So those are two places that you really need to check out. Um, yeah, so anyway, go ahead and share our uh, Facebook Live here. Um, that's really great. Uh, we would love for you to do that. We have some watch parties going on now. We want to thank Thorsten for joining in, all that cool stuff. Um, but it's been a great year here for the most fascinating and legendary names in motorsports. That is our uh, our lovely slogan. We came up with that about, I want to say, our second year in. We were playing around. We, were, we it kind of stumbled upon it by accident. I know um, we were saying things like, you know, the greatest names, the most, the premier automotive radio show, all this stuff that you know everybody has, and uh, then finally, we were like, we stopped and we said, what what would we use to describe our guests? Well, they're fascinating. Well, some are legendary. You know, some are pioneers in the automotive industry. So that kind of morphed into the most fascinating and legendary names in motorsports, and then we started having musicians on. And when that started happening, then I was like, well, I don't want to change the slogan, but I uh, occasionally will, uh, you'll see it online, we'll take it and we'll cross it out and we'll say the most fascinating legendary, and legendary names in music. Um, so that's kind of like a, a little thing I do whenever uh, we got some musicians in because we really have had, uh, you know, fascinating people in music and legendary people in music and, um, you know, that's what we specialize in here. But, um... And our sponsors, you know, we got the Rib Shack Barbecue. Uh, they've been hanging in with us for, gosh, nine years now, I want to say. Nine nine years. So we really want to thank the Rib Shack Barbecue, uh, 727-501-9090. Uh, that's 727-501-9090. They are on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. They are, uh, they've been hanging in with us for a long time and great friends with us. Go see Corey. Go see all of them down there. Uh, get the best barbecue, you know, 2017 and 2018 Tampa Bay Newspapers Reader's Choice uh, award-winning barbecue. And, um, yeah, they just, they know how to do it. I mean, you go down West Bay Drive and uh, you can you can smell them. You can smell them as soon as you can smell that barbecue from, gosh, from Seminole Boulevard all the way to, to Clearwater Largo Road. But they are the place to be. That if you are, you know, comfortable here on your New Year's party and you're uh, tucked in on the couch and you'd like some good barbecue, you can uh, get them on Bite Squad and Uber Eats. So that's Rip Shack Barbecue on Bite Squad and Uber Eats. Um, over the years that they've been been uh, sponsoring the show, we've uh, we've seen them, you know, start off at their old location in the little the little freestanding building they had on the other side of West Bay Drive and. Um, you know, it's really exciting now that they've moved into their new spot. Um, they got, you know, full bar, 
full. Uh, they've added some menu items. It's it's just a really great place to be. Um, and of course, we got to thank FLACarshows.com. Uh, they joined us, uh, I want to say, two or three years ago in FLACarshows.com. You know, Tara, she promotes her own events, uh, a lot of them, and uh, she does a lot of stuff with the Ace Cafe in Orlando. Um, but mainly, she uh, she just, she just runs just one of the most comprehensive websites out there. I mean, it's so easy to use, so easy to find car shows. It's really, it's a great place to, to list a car show. Um, you can, she has great advertising uh, opportunities available, which we do here on Nostalgic Radio Cars as well. But um, she's got uh, just, just really the best car show website out there. Um, so that's a great place to uh, check out flicarshows.com. Dunning Brewery. Um, we've helped out. We've done work with them. Um, we really appreciate uh, them joining on here we're with the show. Um, I know our, the October Fest went over really well, and uh, we we had a great little sports car sh- show there. And, yeah, it was just – that was a great little show there. Whee! Oh, <laughs> Jump back into the station here to celebrate. He, he almost missed the ball drop, actually, but uh, he's back. I'm back. I'm back. Hey, I'm, I'm in the driver's seat. Can you drive a radio show? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, I drove. I just drove one. I just, I just proved I could drive one. You just proved. Ah, it's seven thirty. I drove it down the road. <laughs> How about that? Anyway, um, talk about collective cars. Let's see. Let's talk about what we do. We do nostalgic radio and cars. Golf well, I, I just, yeah, I just finished that. I just told them about uh, nostalgicradioandcars.com, our new website specifically made for this radio show, and okay. how they can listen to it. But yes, yeah, so you can elaborate on what Golf Stream Motorsports is, because all I did was tell them really the website. Okay. But tell them what's on the website. Tell them what's on the website. Okay, well, if you go to golfstreammotorsports.com, you'll see the About Us page that shows a picture of Bobby, my lovely wife. And myself, and kind of run this whole show. <laughs> yeah, and kind of run this whole show. And then Uncle Art, who's out in California, and he's kind of like my contributor out there, and he's also like my uh, cohort, uh, West Coast front. correspondent. Our West Coast <laughs> correspondent, yeah, exactly. So you know, he's uh, he's got a couple of cool cars. He's got a 356. He's got a Jaggy type, and he's got a three 250 SL Mercedes. So he's a car guy through and through. Excuse me. And he's up there in Northern Cal, up there where I'm from. Uh, well, he's actually north of me. I'm from Marin County. He's up in, uh, what's that, Santa Rosa County. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we go out there every year, and we go to Monterey, and we, we, we traipse around. And, uh, again, you hear me talk about this all the time. Another thing, be on, needs to be on your bucket list. In fact, somebody was talking about bucket lists the other day when they were on one of the radio shows. can't remember what that was, but he wanted to do something. But at any rate, but you got to go out to California. But anyway, so if you go to our website, you'll see that, and it talks a little bit about what I do and, and, and what we do as a team. And uh, and also, if you go down to the bottom, there's uh, a whole bunch of pictures, and those are pictures of some of the cars that we uh, appraised. In fact, the, yeah. one of the cars that we just recently appraised, which was a fairly fairly significant car, and I had to do a little additional work on it. And when you're doing these appraisals, I mean, you know, when when I appraise cars, and and I want to kind of make this point clear to people, you know, the car I cannot overemphasize a car is as close to original as possible. If you're buying it from a collector standpoint or true nostalgia. If you want something you can go out there and beat on and drive every day and have a blast with, then naturally what you would want to do is just go out and find the car that's, you know, resembles closest to what you want. If it's got a different motor in it, a different rear end, transmission, rear end, wheels, tires, paint, all that kind of stuff, then don't worry about it. But when I appraise a car, I appraise a car at what the fair market and going market rate is. Okay, so I'm just because you have fifty, sixty thousand dollars in a car that's worth twenty, I can't put a fifty thousand dollar number on it. I can put a, a number on it that's 
you know what it's worth, which is based on what market market uh, sales are, current market sales, because we can pull up comps, and that would be you know if it's a twenty five thirty thousand dollar car, because that's what all sixty nine seventy Chevelles are selling for that are kind of redone, and you can't verify whether they're original or not. If you have the paperwork, paperwork Providence, I cannot overemphasize that. But there's one car in particular, and I can talk about it now because uh, it's a done deal, is uh, referenced as the Beetle Bentley. I might have touched base on it a little bit, and it's a nineteen fifty six Beetles or nineteen fifty six Bentley sedan s1 sedan and the car was acquired by a car uh, company called dandy fashions back in the 60s and dandy fashions made some really cool psychedelic clothes maybe i did talk about this for some reason i I feel this deja vu thing but anyway so as it turned out this car really truly had a connection with the beatles because dandy fashions owned the car and used it kind of like as a little pr car and chauffeured people up and down the strip over there and in london okay between piccadilly and baker street and that area in chelsea and uh when Apple Corp, Apple Fat became Apple, or one of their subsidiaries became Apple Fashions, they bought out Dandy Fashions and it became Apple Fashions, and it lasted for about a year or so. That car was used to basically show for a lot of celebrities around. And where I'm going with this is provenance, okay? And now, just because some celebrities own cars, some race car drivers own cars, doesn't necessarily mean they're worth a ton of money. Beatles, probably an exception to the rule. The Bullet Mustang, as an example, okay. The 1976-77-77 Trans Am that belongs to my friend in South Florida, which is the original, one of the very, very earliest Factory 455 SE Special Edition um, Trans Am T-Top cars, 455 four-speed car. But that car was later used as the pilot car for the for the car, which ultimately became the Smokey and the Bandit car. It happened to be a black and gold special edition car, which was a 50th anniversary car. Um, and what they did is they didn't have a car that they could that they could uh, put together real quick, so they shipped all the parts out to California. This is all totally documented, and this is the whole thing. Documentation is extremely important, and they documented the car. They put 77 fenders on it, 77 fascia on it, 77 taillights on it, but and deep down inside, it still has a 76 serial number because it's a 76 car, but it's based on the serial number, it's the earliest known 455 four-speed special edition T-top car, and uh, and there's the Y95, Y72, Y84, Y90 this, Y90 that, and I can't remember all those numbers offhand, but there's codes in there, and those are basically on the build sheet, and they're also on the data plate on certain cars. Ford has it, AMC has it, Mopar has it, so that's real important. And so if you're over at Meekums and you're looking at a car, try to, you know, a lot of times the owners are there with the cars, so look at the cars, talk to the owner, get the information. You know, if you see somebody walking around and it sounds and looks like they're kind of knowledgeable, you know, ask questions. Don't be bashful because it's better to be safe and ask questions up front and know what you're buying, you know, rather than go out there and, and do something on hearsay. Plus, plus, believe it or not, you can sit there and Google just about everything these days, you know. So you can Google and sometimes you just type in the serial number. If you type in the serial number, which I do a lot of times when I'm doing appraisals, and all of a sudden additional information comes in. Sometimes the serial number might even be off by one and you'll actually detect that as well. And it turns out it might be a real significant car or it may not be a significant car. You just never know. But anyway, so like that car, because of the provenance, and I truly believe because that car was converted and then used as the pilot car for the 77 uh, Trans Am, and then it was used in the magazines, and by coincidence, Hal Needham, who was buddy buddies with Burt Reynolds, who was in the process of doing this movie, they needed a hero car, so they saw the picture of the black and gold Trans Am in one of the magazines, called Pontiac, next thing you know, 
the rest is history. It's the it's not re- referred to. I mean, by by Pontiac data, it's a special edition car. But because of the movie and it's black and gold, we all refer to it as the special edition bandit car, the bandit edition car. And uh, Pontiac actually never used that that uh, that that used that in their advertising. And they did the car 77, 78, and 79. But you know, also in those days, they had a special edition silver Trans Am, they had a special edition gold Trans Am, and I've seen those around. And sadly, I got to tell you that on occasion, I parted those cars out. When I look back in the days when I had my junkyard, I had a gold 77 Trans Am come in one time with a 400 Pontiac motor and a four-speed. I bought it because it was a four-speed. And at the time, I had a 78 Z28. Even though I'm a Ford guy, I liked I like the way those second-gen Camaros and Firebirds handled. So the car had an issue, and we literally walked out in the yard. Now, you can imagine this, okay? Car comes in. There's not hardly a scratch on this car, but it had a bad motor. And it was knocking. And now, keep in mind, in the 80s, nobody really fixed these cars because everybody's buying newer stuff, and a lot of people are going to foreign cars. So one of the guys gets in the car and starts revving the engine a little bit, and I go, what are you doing? He says, well, you know, the motor's bad, and I just want to see if it'll, you know, clear up, and I go, it ain't going to clear up. So I literally got in the car, held it to the floor, and I grenaded that engine. And then we probably took the car out back, pulled the doghouse out of it, which is the is the front clip, because those cars had a subframe, and then I pulled the tranny out of it, and it had an aluminum T10 in it, and it had this uh, Chevrolet on their shifters didn't have any markings, even though it was a Hearst shifter or an inland shifter, I think it was Hearst. It didn't say Hearst on it, but Pontiac actually said Hearst. And I wanted a Hearst shifter. So basically I took the motor, or I took the transmission out of it, which is the same thing. Actually, I think it was a Super T10, because if I remember correctly, they had T10s and Super T10s. So the Chevrolet's had a T10 and special order Super T10s. Pontiac came with a Super T10. And I don't remember what the ratio was. I don't remember if it was close or wide ratio. But anyway, I took the training and the four-speed, or the four-speed training shifter out of it, and it wound up in my Z28. And I think if that Z28 is still around, the transmission is still in it. So, in fact, I think a long, long, long time ago, didn't you drive that car, the blue, the blue trans, the blue uh, seventy-eight Z twenty-eight? You drove yes, that? I did. Yeah, that's uh, we 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 affectionately nicknamed it Rat Turd Two, Two. because we had a seventy-four Z twenty-eight that was also a four-speed car with air, and that was Rat Turd right. One. Little Rat Turd. That was Little Rat Turd. Okay, so <laughs> and you know, like because Chevrolet, you know, Rat Motor is the big four fifty-four, and Little Rat is a small block. And since, you know, we had to, and the car was kind of ratty, we just figured Rat Turd was kind of an appropriate name for it. But it actually was not a bad little old car. I mean, you actually drove it in. You drove both of those cars yes. when you were a kid. Mm-hmm. Actually, Bobby can take credit because the very first vehicle that he drove, I think, was with the Black Excursion. Yes. Is that what you drove? Okay. So I cannot overemphasize get the kids out there, even if they're underage, find some place where you can just. Private turn property. A, private property, yeah, <laughs> preferably. Okay. Not a public road. And just let them drive the vehicle. You know, if even if you got some old beater, got to get these kids in the cars. That's that's the big thing because what we're scared for, and you're going to see this. That's why Meekums has four thousand cars. There's older guys, not my genera- not my group yet, not the fifty six, the sixty mid sixty guys yet. But the guys in their seventies and eighties are seriously thinking about. Well, you know what? We're not going to keep all these cars. We're going to have to do something with it. We got to sell these cars while the market's still hot. So what's happening is you're going to get this, this little these major dribbles of cars that are going to show up all over the place. Some pretty cool stuff, I might add. And the market's still strong. So what's going to happen is these cars are going to wind up in the market and going to wind up for sale. But now, pretty soon, in another five to ten years, when I'm, you know, in my motorized wheelchair, 
um, Tesla wheelchair. <laughs> um, well, we're not going to do that. We, we said we're not going to go that way. But, right, but anyway, so we're going to go. There's uh, a new year for that. It's a new year for that. Yep, we're going to and we're going to Lauren fix on for that one. And but at any rate, um, then you all my stuff's going to come on the market. And then there's probably thousands of guys like me. I mean, I'm in and out of garages all the time, and you would be amazed at stuff that I see buried underneath. Stuff. I mean, you, sometimes you walk in and you go, "Wow, that looks like there's a car silhouette there. Is there something actually buried underneath that?" Yep. And there's a guy I know in one of the big cities around here in the state of Florida. I'm not going to mention any names, but I remember back in the 70s and 80s and 90s, I was in and out of this guy's shop, you know, and uh, there was always this big spread in his shop when you walked in there and you never knew what was underneath it. You saw stuff poking through. Now, you could tell that there was probably some bicycles on there, but apparently there were some cars underneath there, too, some really cool foreign stuff, okay? And for years and years and years, now this guy's up in age. I'm going to guess he's probably in his 80s, okay? And then he had stuff sitting outside, very rare stuff, stuff that should never be outside. And it's slowly rotting away. Well, that stuff eventually is going to come on the market. The question is, is it, is it going to come on the market when the market's still strong? Is it coming on the market when we got, you know, when, if the market gets saturated and tons and tons and tons of cars wind up out there, basic rules, supply and demand, you know, if there's... 10, Mustang, 10 Shelbys out there, the numbers are going to be high. But if there's 100 Shelbys out there, well, you're going to have 100 cars to pick from. So chances are, instead of paying a $100,000 car, you might pay a $60,000, $80,000 car, and you'll probably get a good deal. So what I'm hoping for is that I live long enough that that AC Cobra that I've always wanted, it's now a million and a half, $2 million, maybe it'll come back down in the $30,000, $40,000, dollars price range. But I think I've got to wait a few years. And then, of course, I look at my son. Bobby's 22. So Bobby likes cars, but he's not consumed with it. Just like when we were kids, we didn't have all this high-tech stuff and computers and all this gobbledygook out there to sidetrack us. We were actually into cars and into hot riding, fix it. Now, don't get me wrong. Those kids out there today, the young kids, this generation, they're into tuners, they're into resto mods. Mm -hmm. They're doing some pretty trick stuff, but they're not really interested in the stuff that, that we you know, our generation like, you know, but but keep in mind, there's always a generational shift. The guys that like Model Ts, the guys that got pre-war cars, the guys that like 50s cars, the guys that like 60s cars, that's just the way it is. In fact, if you look on the news, or not in the news, but in some of the publications, they're talking about the potential collector cars. An, a Jaguar XJS, a Mercedes 560 SEL, a Mercedes 600, a Buick Grand National, an Olds 442, uh, these are all 80s cars, okay? Um, the last of the Camaros, the last of the Firebirds, I mean the gener- the, 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 the 90s cars, uh, C5 Corvettes. Um, not in a million years would I think those cars are worth it. Certain Japanese cars, and when I saw MR2 on there, I almost fell out of the chair. Uh, Supra, yeah, a 300ZX out of the 90s, I think that would, pretty fast car definitely the, the supers out of the 90s because they're the jdm guys are taking those and getting i don't know 1, 1500 horsepower of those things and building some trick cars i mean some of these cars and coffees that we've gone to like mm-hmm. that one kid he took that saturn and he had one of those little mm-hmm. super motors in it had it built up to 700 horsepower and modified the chassis those are you know and bobby called that to my attention one time those are modern day hot rodders those are guys that are really into what we did with you know taking six-cylinder cars and putting big V8s in them, or small block V8 cars, put big V8s in them, put big gears and tires and four speeds and all that kind of crazy stuff, headers and supercharger. Well, we didn't have superchargers back that much back in the day, but um, uh, well, I take it back. Superchargers, yeah, not turbochargers, but mostly lots of carburetors, big carburetors, and uh, that was our thing back in the day. So you know, it's a generational thing. So you know, you get. I mean. 
I, I don't I don't really you know are are your your generation do they kind of unless they're like you have been exposed to it you know because you've been around old cars yeah. and you drive them and you like them I mean even before like I said before you were you were in eighth grade and you started I had you yeah. driving a car already in a truck and a, right. and heavy stuff but what about these young kids today what about your generation well we we traced it back to a little bit of the problem being you know the price of these events to be exposed that's true to to, to them um, you know and then uh, you if you don't have I mean what you're gonna see at the average car show maybe somebody's not interested in that but you know what they might see at say a, a concourse or something like that they might you know find something that strikes their interest but if they can't be exposed to that then that could be a little bit of a problem. That's a good point because some of these events, like if you go to a concourse or something like that, it's, you know, sometimes $100, $200, $300 to get into some of these major events. And that's some pretty serious stuff there. But what I see your generation doing, which is mm -hmm. kind of what we did back in the day, is like we used to hang out on Golf Debate, Pantry Pride. We'd go over to Steak and Shake, get ourselves a burger and fries, and then go over there, cross the street, Pantry Pride, do a couple burnouts, and then set up street races. Well, but it was kind of like a meetup. So what you guys do, your generation, you know, you like to meet up sometime, hang yeah. out for a couple, two, three hours, yeah. and then go, basically blow the cookie stand, as they say, mm -hmm. and go do something else, and then go to the next place. And there's nothing wrong with that. And the the beauty of that is, is that you're not kind of like obligated to hang out there all day long. No, you know, like, no not like trophy car shows and things Trophy like car that. shows, yeah, where people just sit there and and, uh, and and you're trapped there. I mean, look at when we used to do stuff with uh, Festivals of Speed, for example. You, If you were there at Festivals of Speed, you had to be there, you know, from 7 mm -hmm. in the morning till 4 o'clock right. in the afternoon. Which, if you're into that kind of thing, if you're, that's what you like, yeah. then that's fine. But Now, if, if the events have other things to do mm -hmm. that keep you busy, you can get up and you can walk away from your car and it might be entertainment, there might but, be shopping and... But then there's, all, well, yeah, if there's entertainment shopping, if it's if it's very, if it's still limited to the same demographic, you know, to only one or two demographics, then, then there's still, that still leaves a problem. If it's very, well, very wide variety of uh, other things to do that keep people around, then yeah, there's there's a possibility. Now, for that. Tommy, is there something I just? What about that one little clip I just whipped up there? Can you uh, play that just for giggles? The no, 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 no. The one I just put in your little your little box or your weekly box. I put two little things in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, do you want the Doctor Crane? Or? Yeah, do the Doctor Crane one real quick, <laughs> just for giggles. Since we're a radio show, we thought, well, you know, I mean, everybody used to watch Fraser, so here's just a couple little. Uh, Little, here's a little small little segment here while we got a few minutes left. Hello, am I on? <laughs> uh, li Hank, listen, t turn down your radio and just talk into your phone. Hello? I've been an admirer of yours for a long time. Uh, thank you. I enjoy your show as well. Really? Yes, though I do not in most cases agree with your analysis. Huh? How far? Tell me more. You are just an adolescent trying to prove to your little friends how clever you are by getting on the radio. But you know what you're really doing? You're taking time away from people with real problems. Hey, I'm 43. I was going to say my problem is I have a very young sounding voice that people make fun of all the time. <laughs> Hello, Dr. Crane. I have a terrible fear of talking on the phone to people I do not know. I freeze up. It is a severe handicap in today's fast-paced, highly competitive world. 
Sir, are you reading what you're saying? The business is down. I don't know why. I slashed prices this week. Right now, I got an 88 Olds Cutlass on the lot in rare turquoise metallic, cord of a roof, leather, factory air. Yeah, man. And that's nothing compared to the six brand new Supers I got in. They're priced itself with a 20% discount to all your listeners. People say to me, Madman, you're crazy. But I say, hey, I deal in volume. Fortunately, so do I. I think I'm losing my mind, Dr. Crane. People are talking to me through my radio. Why do you think that? Here it is again. <laughs> Oh yeah, I just thought I got a ki- I got a kick out of that. But uh, anyway, um, wow, what do we got? It's uh, seven fifty-five, and uh, so we're almost. Let's see, that would be wow. eight, oh, yeah. nine, ten, eleven, twelve. That's four hours away from midnight. Yeah, and I have then to, it's I have to get a little ball and just like hold it. As That's count. what we need to do next year. We'll have a little ball that slides down. I'll you just know. put it on a pulley and a little pole and just. <laughs> there, there you go. There you go. Anyway, but yeah, we so we got to get kids in, uh, involved in cars, and uh, you know one of the things that I think they should do is well, actually they should bring back you know small engines, wood shop, electronics, all that kind of stuff should be back in the schools. And that's you know one way you're going to get the kids involved with it. I think the dealerships collectively should get together and do stuff and get kids well, and have these drive local. deals. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they're they're the front line. They're the they're the they can do the interaction. It's hard for the for the you know corporate side to, to get to to reach that. So it's 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 a no brainer for the for the dealerships to be able to do it. And and just like we said earlier, you know, there's a generational shift going on. You know, just like me, I'm not so much into the early cars. I'm into the the stuff I grew up with the 60s, 70s, but I, but I'm now I'm taking an interest in those early cars. So that's not to say that a generation can't take an right. interest in early well, cars. Well, because like we talked about with with Haggerty, what we we're saying is that you know they because our the our lives, our generation's lives take a little longer to you know get to that to that point of you know the purchasing power, the interest, the time to to go out and drive cars and things like that. That it might just be a delay and not so much a lack of interest it's just you know get through the college graduate you know get because because that's you know there is there is that time frame their time period so it could happen well you know you look at some of the and i and i somewhere i had that commercial i gotta find it again shows a little kid walking into a porsche dealership and the guy gives him a test drive and then years later he goes in and buys the car and that's kind of the the same premise so if the dealerships got together and let's say they had a big piece of property and they brought some of their cars out there and they made it so that you could take these kids on these little test drives these young kids get them interested that'll give them it'll spawn interest you got to get the interest and then the interest has got to be nurtured at a young age fair Mm -hmm. fair to say yeah and there have been there are programs that, that exist with with certain dealerships and I know there's the Ford Drive for Your School program and things like that, but I think there could be different uh, versions of that kind of program where, you know, maybe it's a little less targeted at you know selling the parents a car, but in getting the interest in the the kids in the car, um, while selling their parents in the car as well. <laughs> but um, I think programs like that are a good start. Um, but I think uh, they have room to grow, and they absolutely should. You know, Tommy just gave me the peace sign. <laughs> oh, that means you should visit NostalgicRadioCars.com, you should visit GolfstreamMotorsports.com, and you should sign up for the mailing list on the side of that About Us page. And yeah. you should follow us on all the social oh, media. Oh, Rob would like to be added to the mailing oh, list. Oh. Rob would like to be added to oh, the mailing okay. list. Okay, well, a special 
Happy New Year goes out to Radio Rob. He is WTAN, the Tantalk Radio Network's number one listener. <laughs> so he wanted the prize. So that's his prize. So we're telling the whole world that and Radio Rob is the number one listener here at Tantalk Radio Network. And uh, so a big happy shout out to, <laughs> to all of our friends. In Radio Land out there, to all the show hosts here at WTN, to Lola, to Tommy, to Ed. Uh, thanks for all, 10 years. Thanks for 10. Well, we're not quite well, done yet. But we're going for a decade. For a decade. For a decade of uh, loyal listenership. And we promise next year will be super. So, on that note, uh, don't forget I'm to Bobby. <laughs> You're Bobby. And that's Tommy, and I'm Robert. And then... Uh, why don't you give out the social media? Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, Nat Nostalgic Radio and Cars. <laughs> yeah. Happy New Year. All right. In the meantime, we'll see you at some of the auctions. Stay safe. Drive carefully. And love your family, guys. Happy New Year, everybody. WTAN, Clearwater, FM 106.1, WDCF, Dade City, FM 102.3, WZHR, Zephyr Hills, FM 104.3. Listen.